I am okay. So we're all recording, right? I'm recording now. Yeah, I'm gonna have that on the recording. Great. Yeah. Cool. So this is gonna be a very free form. This is not gonna be super organized like Shay does it, um, because it was just too stressful to put this all together. This is gonna be a Death Stranding spoiler cast, uh, and I should be getting paid the big bucks for the harassment I'm about to deal with over the next half hour. Um, but we're happy to have Rich here, who has finished okay. Death Stranding. I have. And Josh, who has played quite a bit of it. Um, you don't need to finish it. I don't know what chapter Josh is on. He wanted to be here. I told him he didn't have to because I didn't want to ruin stuff for him. Um, but I'm assuming Josh is probably somewhere in the middle of the game. Chapter five, six? Ruin something for me. Classic. Josh, yeah, he's not really a spoiler-sensitive human being, even in cases where Nor he am cares. I. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll look stuff up beforehand sometimes just because I'm like, yeah, I just want to know. So I think a fun way to do this is literally I'm just going to walk through the stuff that I remember. And then you guys tell me if I remember it incorrectly, okay? okay. Death Stranding. The game so shrouded so in mystery. <laughs> Nailed it. There are dead whales on the title screen. Um, and and strangely it's downhill no from there. No, I'm just. Bums <laughs> me out. God damn it, Rich! I'm not gonna let you talk shit on hold the on, story hold on, until let me at least chapter I, six. I had no intention Wait, to talk no. crap about it immediately, but the setup just—it it felt right. Here's here's how you phrase it: There's dead whales on the title screen, and it gets worse. <laughs> Although the term "dead," yeah, the dead fish is obviously a bad term in conversation, but um, it only gets better. I would say that I'm gonna be the not the apologist. Um, it briefly here. gets good, and then it gets not so good. The <laughs> I'm curious to see where it starts to dwindle for you if it happens at a different place than me, which was much later, and then it immediately undwindled. Um, so you start off as a man named Sam, Porter Bridges, uh, and he's just living his life as a delivery guy in a sort of post-apocalyptic world where you know you deliver things, but you risk your life to do so. Um, Although, ironically, he has the ability to bring himself back to life because he is a repatriate. You pronounced um, that correctly. He, he has a special ability that allows himself to come back from the dead. Although, I don't know if you guys did this, but anytime I died, I restarted my game because I didn't like the feeling of restarting after I died. Did oh, guys... I never I never died. I'm not bad at games. Mm. <laughs> Well, I was playing on hard, Rich. Some of us play games oh, on a challenging yeah. difficulty. That well, I doesn't play, really change anything. Yeah, no. It, but, uh, I was looking it up. It changes the combat portions of the game. It doesn't really change the delivery portions that much. There's, well, that's weird because like, the whole thing is yeah. you want to avoid combat at almost all costs anyway. Well, my, well, we'll get to my favorite. It's made balance mo- harder in the menu, so I assume yeah. it makes balance harder. It's I, it's tricky because there are these more, some of my favorite sequences of the game are these like short chapters where you just like shoot the whole time. But I don't really know how hard those are yet. Are you I'm okay? About a game called Metal Who Gear. Who hurts you? Um, that that's not well. I'm not. I don't enjoy them because of the shooting. Okay. Um, All right. I was... So you're playing Sam Porter Bridges and you're just delivering, going through your life, meeting up with Fragile in a cave, and you have a very strange conversation. And you learn that Fragile is this. Uh, well, she has a company called Fragile Express. Um, she's, she's offering in the delivery business. She's fragile. They, yeah, but she's not that. They fragile. deliver mostly yes. leg lamps. They, <laughs> yes. You guys, are, it's like you, you all ever see a Christmas story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just deliver those. Um, and but they mostly just have kind of a conversation about, you know, what they do, delivering and 
and they seem to have some sort of a friendship, although it's not really completely explored at that point. Um, but you're just kind of doing your thing. You they get eat some, bugs. Yes. Yeah. You get some nice music from a low roar. That's when you first find out what a BT is, which is basically hands stomping in the mud. Uh, beach things is what they are. Basically trying to traverse back from the their the world of the dead, so to speak, um, to grab you and pull and you it, into the mucky muck. And it rains time. Time fall, it rains time. Yes. And some of these things I don't mean to gloss over. We can do as much as you want. I just assume that if people listening to this, they understand. But that's important because the rain uh, makes you old. There, um, <laughs> It kills things immediately as it touches them. It's very strange. It's called time fall. Um, but the first major plot as you're just – but you're basically just living your life. That's all you're doing. You're just delivering. You're being Sam Porter Bridges. Um, and then you go to make a delivery and you find out, oh, shit. There's a dead body. I believe someone committed suicide, and you need to help dispose of this body. Now, Rich, why do they have to dispose of bodies in this world again? Because in the the fucking weird world of Death Stranding, um, if bodies are not dealt with pretty quickly, they fucking explode. That's right. Like nuclear-level explosion. Mm -hmm. Um, It's true. It's very, it's a very, it's an interesting kind of premise that, yeah, the dead bodies, um, has to do, Josh, do you know the inner workings of why the bodies explode in the game, lore-wise? It's how you become a BT, right? Mm-hmm. I assumed it was just a buildup of methane, like the real world. <laughs> um, but it's spooky methane. Yes. So, what happens is, uh, it's called a void out, and it's a big explosion caused when a beach thing consumes a living human then matter and antimatter mix and this creates a powerful explosion that leaves behind a big crater um when people die they go necro after death they enter a state of necrosis and then eventually turn into a bt so when the death stranding happened this is what what followed suit when people would die state of necrosis um and again all very interesting, also very confusing um, at times. That's why I'm going to, if Rich is going to talk about, uh, I thought it'd be funny if Rich is going to have a bunch of strong opinions that I could have him have fun trying to ex- explain stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Best that he could. Go on, go on. From memory. Um, believe see, me, it's see tough. If, see if you manage to I did do a not prepare to do this podcast Kojima. either. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I nailed it, honestly. Uh, so you Can we? good enough. You guys want to talk about Bokdai? <laughs> the just <laughs> yeah this is really just uh rich's segue to talk about bakhtai the game where you take your game boy in the sun to power your gun or if you're an adult man it was not time for that shit you get an led light <laughs> and you charge that shit up in the house mm-hmm. and kojima actually and was told no wanted to put um a sensor in the cart that would analyze your breath so if you ate something garlicky you could kill the vampires with your garlic breath. Wow. This is real. You can lead yeah. an interview where he talked about this. I, huh. I, as much as I love Death Stranding, there isn't anything as crazy as that or the, you know, read your memory card trick from Metal Gear. Um, it would have been cool if there was something really wild and insane, like from a gameplay or just odd in there that, you know, he's known for. It wasn't really anything yeah. like that. Um, anyways, you have to deliver this body quickly. And the cool thing is you're just working for bridges or whatever, but they're like, shit, the guy who needs to normally deliver this can't do it. You got to fill in and deliver this body. So suddenly you're in this like very tense scene where you get in the back of a car and you're flying as quickly as you can because this body's been in necrosis for a while. And you got to fucking make sure that you burn this goddamn thing. But on your way to the incinerator to burn it, 
what happens? Low roar starts to play. Low, your your truck is attacked by a bunch of uh, beach things. Norman Reedus ends up on the ground. Next thing you know, they're surrounded by Higgs and a bunch of of beach things that he seems to be controlling, which is at the time is very confusing. And Psychomantis. Um, yes, Psychomantis. He looks like Psychomantis. No, you think Higgs looks like Psychomantis? No, I think at the time, like I, I it, it, some very Psychomantis vibes are happening. Oh, the way he was kind of like floating and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and actually, that's one of the cinemas I thought was pretty cool in the game because the guy you're with gets taken and he doesn't want to uh, get taken so badly that he tries to stab himself to death. And it's this weird scene where he's like stabbing himself viciously while being lifted in the air, which I guess he he wants to kill himself so that he does not have to get dragged into the um the the like this sort of like mucky void of the BTs. Yeah, even though they're lifting him up in the sky, which is weird because I'm I'm wondering now. Because they I'm always mis- pull you down in actual gameplay practices. Yeah, I wonder if I'm we're for misunderstanding what's happening there because why are they? Because it seems like he really did not want to be taken, so he's like stabbing himself to death, and and then there's this giant. But here's the thing: the the void out still happens. There's this giant BT that shows up. It's like a skyscraper sized BT. You actually end up fighting it later in the game, and um. Sure enough, chaos explodes. I'm assuming now that void out, that first big one that happens, is that because the body you were trying to get rid of blew up? Or? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so they didn't get mm-hmm. there in time. It's implied. Um, and then, yeah, um, you die, but of course you can come back to life. And when you do, this is when the real story starts because you, at the facility you're at, go to meet the president, who I guess is actually your mom. And your one of the do- first adopted mother. Adopted mother. One of the first confusing and early sequences of the game that I was not a huge fan of, um, where your adopted mother, who is president, um, crawls after you in this room and demands that you bring the country together with your Cupid. And Sam's like, I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, he says, oh, fuck you. You're the president of Jack shit. That's actually my favorite line in the entire game because it's so bad and delivered with such ferocity. Like, president of Jack shit. I think some of that just comes from the you know you have a Japanese such stiff competition for worst line so yeah actually no you know I'm fragile but not I'm not that fragile might be the best one I would just want Kojima to explain to me why she's pronouncing it differently every time that's all I so want you know. can get that it has different meanings no I <laughs> because how else would you understand I yes I yes but with with her accent and everything it just i know that it was intentional but it just led me to believe that it was like somehow accidental because her name her name is fragile but she's not that fragile but she's Um, not that fragile i like fragile's character i don't care if she does pronounce it weird she's she's a cool character she's got a cool jacket has cool studs all over it she's got a cool umbrella too she's got an old lady body um i know rich you're into that so we found that on the last Depending on what order these podcasts are listening to, <laughs> listen to, and that might make no sense. <laughs> might be confusing, um, but she she straps you in with her little, you know, uh, the handcuff thing, and sends you on this mission. She basically begs you, as her adopted mother, to bring back the country together, and that's what you get sent on this mission to. Um, you work with the director and, and Bridges to basically reconnect the country one strand at a time and put them all onto this Kylo oh, so network. This, this is a strand game. It's the first of its kind. First of its kind. Uh, and they're one for one for Game of the Year. So that's pretty good. Um, 
<laughs> so, so anyways, that's the bulk of the game is that, right? You're just going on a journey. Now, I have been playing this game on hard and trying to trophy everything, and I've been having an amazing time. I really enjoy the gameplay, Rich. I know you don't enjoy the gameplay as much as I do, but I got to tell you. Uh, well, see, the thing is, and we talked about this, like, the, the gameplay is the one thing that I actually do enjoy, really, but I think it wears thin after a while. Like, I, I think post-Act 3, I'd kind of seen everything there was to see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't maybe like I I felt like I wasn't as enamored with it as I am now just kind of going into it but I'm also exploring all the depths of everything weird like I'm because I'm so well upgraded even at this point in the game and I'm and I'm like really digging into all the systems I'm really enjoying it but I wasn't doing that the first time the first time I was sort of like mainlining it through but I I do think there's sort of a when you really dig into the nuts and bolts of how it works there's a lot there there's a lot of depth to the gameplay it's very satisfying um there's absolutely rep, absolutely repetitious uh, to some degree, but by nature. Um, yeah, no, no, and I think that's relaxing, and it works for what it is. I just think it, it it eventually wears thin, and the narrative is not enough to keep me want keep me going. Well, I'll tell you, the yeah. narrative was enough to keep me going. I was worried during the scene with the uh, junk yard man and his uh, long lost. <sighs> Hope those crazy kids make it work. <laughs> Where she just, he thought she was gone, but then found out that she really just lived 100 yards away um, in some facility. I time. still, I or still do think. Several, several state lines. It's it's very hard to tell in that it's, game. Yeah, it's hard to judge distance. Sam yeah, might just yeah. have a very big stride. It's yes. true. It's true. It's, it has to be condensed to some degree. That you know, was where I was the Are most... people larger in the future? I, I'm pretty sure the whole world just shrunk a little bit after. Uh, okay. Yeah. Whatever the. the uh, um, that that's first, actually uh, how global warming works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like whenever so you, you uh, put something in the dryer and accidentally kick it on high. <laughs> exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So you go around, you connect a lot of important facilities to this network, kind of getting a lay of the land, weather centers, <coughs> time fall farms where you're delivering beer, pizzas, you know. Important stuff I did, like that. by the way, I really did like the concept of a timefall farm, of like uh, using the idea of timefall to the advantage of like harvesting crops. I thought that was a really neat idea that doesn't even get explored that much. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. That's okay though. I like to think about it more than I need them to explore it all the time. Or maybe there's an interview that you missed or something where they do explain it. Rich, you never know. There's a lot of emails. There's a lot of emails. Did you read yeah, all your emails, little, Rich? No, because I was trying to stay the fuck awake. A lot of emails. A lot of emails. Um, so you deliver all your stuff, and eventually, um, the big one of the big plot twists early on when you 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 meet Higgs. I actually found this out going through the second time, where Higgs actually is talking about like extinction entities and stuff like that. But you don't in the beginning of the game, it just sounds like he's babbling mysterious nonsense. Because yeah, you know, it's a lot of proper nouns we haven't been introduced to yet. Yes, yes. Um, you will later find out what an extinction uh, entity is, but you also find out that Higgs has captured the sort of villain of the game has captured your beloved Amelie, who is the. She is portrayed as the, um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Bridget was the mother's name, right? Yes. Bri- okay. Bri- Bridget Strand was the mother. Amelie, supposed to be they are daughter. both Lindsay Wagner. Yes. Amelie's supposed to be her daughter, though, right? Yes. And, supposed to be. And she's the new leader 
of this whole project to bring America together. But, but she is trapped on the West Coast on a but, beach. Yes. And there's a lot of interesting things about that because she is taken by Higgs, but she's still free to communicate with you and stuff. So, like, she's a prisoner, but she's not, like, tied up in a fucking steam room getting slapped around. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's all a crock of shit. Uh, well, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead of yourself. Um, now, my favorite, one of my favorite sequences... Uh, of the year they talked about on our game of the year podcast happens shortly after you learn of this information and you go through the horrendous scene with the junkyard, you get whisked into a chiral tornado. And this actually surprised me because I didn't know there was going to be like shooting sections in the game, but you get like put in this like really epic, like world war one sort of style map where there's like uh, dead fish and whales. And, and those, those sequences are pretty neat. I, I will, I will give you that. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is like running around, and you have to you have to fight Mads Mikkelsen. Mm. Um, They're not these... exactly engaging gameplay. Yeah, wise, it was great until is... that actual boss section at the end, where you're just kind of stuck running around in the trenches for that long. Like it was, yeah, like paced really well while you're like kind of going through the war zone. And, and then the, at the, the very atmosphere end, of it like, is really cool. Yeah, yeah, that but that last part just didn't work as well because it's just kind of. Did you lose him? Did you kind of get lose him in the trenches and spend a while kind of wandering around being like, where is this fucker? Not too I, long. It took me a while to realize, like, oh, shit, he's just leaving blood, like footprints on the ground or I can follow his ass. I, got, oh, I, got, I, I never realized that. I just oh, found really? him. Oh, really? No, like, yeah. you're, you're, con- you're, it's just like with any other BT, you're, you're constantly uh, looking at them with, uh, what's it called? Completely just blanking on the name because it was something ridiculous. Looking at them. Um, uh, no, you're with your. Uh, the fuck, what's it thing? called? No, not the, 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 ar- what, um, the arm thing. I forget what's the called. arm. I can't remember the name of it. It's oh, the some, scanner. The scanner thing. The yeah. Or, orger deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's constantly looking at them. So like, even when you lose them, oh, it's just oh oh fuck! Yeah. I didn't even realize that. That's so obvious. Okay. Yeah. But it's wow. like still you're like. You kind of have to stop and look at the map because, like, the trenches are mostly a grid, but then a lot of them don't connect. So you've got to, like, walk around and... Yeah, you're uh, hitting dead ends occasionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's weird because, like, it's just sort of a traditional style shooter, but you have to, like, collect blood blood bags and, like, uh, eat crypto. It's weird. It's very weird to be, like, shooting someone. Not if you're shitting enough. (laughs) (laughs) Not if you're shitting enough. I actually really love those sequences not because the gameplay is super arresting they're more of a visual thing and that's the first time Mads Mikkelsen makes makes his big appearance and there are two more of those in the game one in a Vietnam style sequence that I loved and then one I guess probably the best one so the coolest thing about the second one Kojima should have sprung to have Fortunate Son playing the entire time you were in there (laughs) the the cool thing about the second one is that it's a lot of what we saw from like those early Game Awards trailers where you see like um, oh it's very much like it opens with that exact trailer yeah, with Del Toro like hiding with the BB under the sewer, and then mm-hmm. it goes underneath and shows Mads Mikkelsen. But you actually go through that whole like town and fight uh, fight him at the end again. Like I was surprised that it was that um, in depth. Um, but it's interesting because that was all the stuff we saw early on was all that sort of crazy scenery that. And also realizing that seeing that stuff without context is fucking bananas. Yes. Remember how bananas we thought it was? Like once you have the context, it's still wild, but it's like, oh, okay. It's like a, it's a nightmare beach, is what it is. It's basically his 
so I don't know, this is kind of jumping ahead, but Clifford Unger is the Mads Mikkelsen character, and he is looking for his BB that you have, and he's real give mad. Me, he yells, he give yells me about, my BB. BB, give me my BB. BB, give me back my family. And, uh, but the thing that's interesting about it is, oh, fuck, God damn it, Rich, maybe lose my train mm. of thought, you motherfucker. <laughs> um... The context of what's going on there is an is a beach. So, you, how would you describe a beach, Josh, to people that are like, what are these beaches that people sand, are water, uh, <laughs> boardwalks, <laughs> occasion? Um, it's essentially just, and, and a lot all this has kind of gone to gone into in game. It's essentially just death broke. And uh, now the whole, you know, oh, we're, you know, Purgatory-ish crossing to the other side. No, it's, it's, it's not even that. It's, it's, um, that's where you would have gone to eventually cross over to the other side. Um, but now you're stuck. But you, now you don't have to. You can just kind of oh, chill gotcha, if you want gotcha. to. Because like I said, it just, it broke. And, and we know this now because it broke. So some people could come back yes, and, and gotcha. tell everyone that this is what's going on there. And, oh, uh, that's cool. That's a better than my understanding. Of which it, is though. essentially what the BTs are. It's all the people who are just hanging the fuck out there who decided, no, this is this is cool. I, I don't I think, think I'd rather choke strangers in a field. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's kind of essentially. I mean, it's there's there's way Although, more like stuff going on yeah. around that to kind of flesh out a little bit more. But that's that's the gist of it. Um, well then, and why do you guys know why there's like giant aquatic beach things like whales and specifically? I assume because he's making a statement about like any sentient things being there, and I don't know either that or it's just metaphorical because the whole idea of whales beaching themselves trying to get somewhere and then just dying. It, it's probably more metaphorical than anything else. I doubt that there are actual whales there. It's just for the imagery. Because that's the nine idea times of, out of things beaching themselves. Well, yeah. yeah, because there's there's a middle part in the game that you'll probably get to soon, Josh, when mm-hmm. you meet uh, Hartman, which is a character that I did enjoy because he would die every 21 minutes and he had to like make his room like death proof. So he like had a bunch of like soft furniture and weird stuff because at any moment he well, essentially goes into cardiac arrest every yeah. t- it's 21 minutes. Yeah, it might be it might be 12 and. It's 21. Yeah, it's 21 for sure. It's 21? Okay. But you learn a lot that part of the game a lot about like sort of like the what extinction entities are and like going back to the early beginnings of like and he's, man and time and all sorts of weird stuff like that. He's um, essentially what was Hartman's thing? He's trapped between life and death because he was in a coma when the death stranding occurred. Yeah, and he's like constantly searching the beach for his family. His family that he lost, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he's moving through, he's searching all beaches. He's moving through other people's beaches, searching for his family. Yes. And he, that's, and he just does that constantly, which sucks because it doesn't sound like he's having a lot of success. Uh, but that's what he does every 21 minutes, you know, searches and searches. Um, and that's, he's one of the more like sort of silly reverential characters who's always giving a like to the camera. He's like, bling, bling. He's also one of the, uh, few characters you really have a, a multiple interactions with face to face. Uh, when you're dropping things off, like he's yeah. one of the few who actually invites you into his room. Like, I wish when you come more. to make a delivery. One thing that's really weird about the game that left me feeling a little uneasy was that some of the early char- like okay, you guys remember that first weirdo guy that's that's like the first character you see outside of a building and he gives Don't you that. Don't talk mysterious- to Jeff Keeley. Don't talk about Jeff Keeley like that. <laughs> 
He's a nice guy. He's like the first human you see outside of a facility, and he's like, I got this package for you to deliver. And you're like, okay, this is obviously weird. And Norman Reedus is like, all right, sure. And then, of course, you look in your inventory, and it's a fucking nuclear bomb. Or oh, whatever. yeah, yeah. You know Classic. the funny thing about that? I was about to go do what the story then told me to do after I did the story thing. I'm curious. I wish I could go back and uh, just immediately throw the thing in a uh, lake and see what happens I... to the story. You can't. I don't think you can just throw it in a lake. You can. You can do that. That's like a mechanic in the game. Like anything that gets corrupted with chirillium, you can just toss in a lake. Yeah, you go throw into that like tar lake. Yep, like any of the tar pits are bottomless. So I'm curious what would have happened had I followed my instinct and just tossed it in there to begin with. Yeah. I'm curious if I missed a cutscene or or what. I think yeah. that yeah, that scene is like so emblematic of a lot of things that it's good and bad about the game is because like on one hand it's very obvious that something shady is going on, and but like Kojima's trying to like get that message across of like oh you're just delivering stuff without realizing because remember Fragile gives you a sad story about how yeah. she delivered yeah yeah I mean like um, at that point if if you didn't immediately go do it beforehand it's kind of strange like I had to go out of my way to not immediately go throw it in the lake. Which was kind of I didn't awkward. see. I didn't. I didn't know you could throw stuff in the lake. Honestly, that mm. not until my new playthrough where I think that's the, the first time the narrative. Te- I like the I narrative actually, doesn't it, tell you, but like you can I, encounter I it before what, that. Yeah, what you were about to say at the junkyard initially, my first playthrough, there was a ton of shit stacked up, rusted out there, and at that point, the game tells you like, oh yeah, when you find stuff yes. like this, you can dispose of it in the lake, and I was nearby, so I went and did that. Mm-hmm. That's what I missed the first time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I just thought that was kind of funny because it's like so obvious that like anybody with half a brain was like, why is this taking a package from this shady guy? <laughs> and then you look like at he, he was, basically hands you like a brown paper bag that yeah. just says not a bomb on it. Yeah. And it's so, it's like, very clearly Troy Baker. Gee whiz. You know? Thanks, mister. It reminded me yeah, the, the hands it to you stuff. Was, what's, what's this label that says TSA pre approved? Scrawled in <laughs> Sharpie. <laughs> the, oh, it, all right. It reminded me of that creepy scene in Contact. Have you guys ever seen Contact with Jodie Foster? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where they, like, that one guy blows up the first one, and he just looks like a regular dude, and he, but he sneaks in there and blows it. It reminded me of that, because he was just, it was Troy Baker clearly dressed up as- I'm a, Joe Everyman. Doing, doing a ridiculous <laughs> accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't even take his fucking makeup off. Yeah. No. Like, you <laughs> no, can yeah, see his eyeliner sure. un- under the, the sure. brim of the hat. You're the, you're the one guy with the southern accent who's really into glam rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, sorry, I got a show with my poison yeah. cover band after this. I, also, I need you to deliver the guitars to the venue. Mm-hmm. I um. Anyways, that's a. Well, I I did still. It still was somewhat effective and silly because I when I looked at my inventory and did see a bomb in there, I did kind of go, "What the fuck? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I got a fucking bomb in here. It's a uh, bomb." But anyways, uh, then you learn through after you go through that whole weird chiral network thing where. And then Sam comes back and he's just like, he's telling everybody, he's like, look, I was fighting this guy in this like weird beach. And everyone's like, huh. And they're like, all right, kooky. Yeah, it's been a couple uh, minutes there, buddy. You've just, you know, what are you talking about? But then they analyze the data from his, whatever Josh called it, the Ordral link or they're whatever. They're like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. A- now be careful and watch out for the demons while you're delivering your packages <laughs> yeah. across the country. Yeah, that's the that's the breaking point. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so you're like, so now you have some context for who Clifford is, who shows up in those little um, flashback things whenever you're going up the elevator, and you're like, why does he want my BB? And At you're that point, do we only know BB. him as the soldier? No, his, the first chapter is called Cliff. 
Okay. No, no, it's yes, Cliff. And the second chapter is called Unger. And then the last chapter is called Clifford Unger, I believe. So, um, which is just a slow way of like trying to find. And there's a question I'll have about that later for you guys. But the the bulk of the game, like you meet interesting characters like Hartman. I wish there was mom. I am a sucker for the mama character. I don't care. Anyone says I thought mama was a, a, a great character played by the beautiful Margaret Qualley from uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And when I found out she had a fucking dead baby, I was horrified. Let me tell you. Um, cause I was thinking about it the whole time. I'm like, why they call her mama? Why they call her mama? Why they call her mama? And then like, I was like, fish, you got to get to this part Ugh. or whatever. And then it's a dead baby. She has a fucking BT for a baby. Like that's fucking wild. Okay. Yeah. Little, little heavy handed for my taste. I thought it was pretty wild. Um, I would have been fine with it. Had they not been calling her mama the whole time. That's where the heavy handedness comes yeah. in. It's like it's like basically everybody you meet. Like, oh, had had you not, you know, spoiled the reveal by your naming name doesn't have to be the spoiler, the, the thing about you. Well, <laughs> yeah. but you, come on, you didn't know that. No one knew that she had a dead baby. <laughs> and I'm surprised. stabs you in the back, man. Huh? Um, that seems that seems specific. Where, you where, seem where'd that name come from? Oh, it's a long story. Well, I got time. <laughs> well, but I was thinking, like, I was going through. I was like, "Why? What's so big deal about Mama, Mama, Mama?" So, like that, being it that that weird Mama Luigi. Weird. Well, and they even show her like like dying under the rubble. It was very maybe it's because my wife was going in for a C section like two days afterwards. I don't know, but I I thought it was interesting. Um, and I lo- like all the performances. Like, just I think the characters do a really good job with what they're given. Say what you will about the. You don't like the writing or what have you. I think that Margaret Quayley. No, no, I, do I, don't, I don't think anyone has a, a bad performance at all. I think everybody, it, it, like uh, especially Mads Mikkelsen, but I, I think that I think the performances are pretty good. Uh, a lot of people uh, say Norman Reedus's performance is a little stale. I think that's kind of by nature of the character. In he's my opinion, to be a regular guy. Yeah, he's just supposed to be. Well, not even guy. regular. He's just sort of awkward. Yes. Yeah, I didn't feel that way at all. I was I thought he did a great job with what they were going for. But um yeah, you meet characters like Mama, Hartman, is there anything I'm missing that uh Josh, where just so I, where are you at? So I know Conan O'Brien I, when Hell I yeah. left you. Conan O'Brien. I, I missed the Conan funniest O'Brien. thing with him you really is miss Conan? He, he's like the well, other than the junkyard or the junkyard guy who was, who will eventually once you deliver his uh mail order bride, um You'll talk to both of them. Conan O'Brien is also is in a, a bunker with the cosplayer. Um, yeah, his his girlfriend oh, who okay. who handles all the extra voice work that they couldn't get Conan to cover. Um, I I assume I don't know. Like yeah, it seems strange that that is. I weird. don't really get the anyway. It's it just felt very much like Conan O'Brien's coming to visit Kojima, and then yeah. he's like, "Hey, you want to be in the game?" That's the video that they they tossed around the internet, where he's like, "Hey, you want to be in the game, Conan?" But it really does feel like it yeah, no, like, it does. Hey. It feels like they, yeah. Um, but then again, a lot of those it's it's yeah. absolutely worth it because, like I said before we uh, before we started there, the uh, that otterhood is the best thing in the game because it yeah, allows you to uh, to have that up over your head in basically any cutscene where uh, you're out in time fall. And then you've got those cute little otter whiskers. I do believe the only mm-hmm. the only description of the hood is it's like uh, nothing but advantages to like there's it, it's all everything here is an advantage except people might take you less seriously. Mm-hmm. 
That's cute. I have to. I'll find that. I'm sure in my very, like, there's a lot of people this time through that I found like the musician who was like hiding up in that mountain and stuff like that. Just when you see a delivery to the cosplayer, pick it up and you'll yeah. you'll end up going there. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyways, so that there's you meet some good characters, but you're basically just making your way west. You get to the edge of the earth, chasing Amelie, um, who is of course the woman in red. Your lady. She would if 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 she was your adopted mother. So in the no um, no, no no not Amelie. Oh, okay Bridget oh, yeah yeah Bridget was your adopted mother. Then that would make Amelie your adopted sister. Yes. Um. So there's sort of a and we've she... all been to Pornhub. <laughs> so we know where this is going. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, no, I watch anime. <laughs> yeah, no, I watch anime. <laughs> Look, I got I got I got anime right here. <laughs> Very true. Anyways, that this is where the game gets real weird. Okay, so chapter nine is really the biggest. This is where this it gets is weird. where it gets weird. Hmm. This is to me. This is everything where it, so far has been perfectly normal for you. Y- yes. Um, chapter nine was the most conflicted I felt about anything in a long time. There were so many strange things when you get there. Basically, you find out that Higgs, the bad guy was it's at there at this moment or soon you find out that he was actually working with Amelie. That's why she was able to move around so freely. She um had given him his powers because she is actually, as you'll find out, the bad guy. Also T- Troy Troy Baker really fucking chewing up the scenery here. Uh yeah, he goes nuts. If you haven't got this far, Josh, uh chapter nine is worth it for the popcorn alone. It's fucking weird. Um, as in the, what the fuck is happening? Like, this is so crazy, strange. Uh, Uh, yeah. You want to see Troy Baker chew it up? Like Rich is saying, he really chews it the fuck up. I mean, he goes, and you actually have, you, you, you won't appreciate this, Josh. You actually get into a fist fight, Metal Gear Solid 4 style. Fucking hell. With, with, uh, Troy Baker, Troy Baker, which actually is cool. The problem is that it did remind me a lot of Metal Gear Solid 4. And you weren't on a submarine, so it was lame. Mm. (laughs) Is that your is that your barometer? That's the for, criteria, yeah. Um, how how but, does but, how how do the fist fights in Kojima games get worse and worse? Well, I don't think it's bad. It's just okay, Josh. You, you had a fist uh, fight uh, with uh, with liquid on top of a Metal Gear, and that was great. And and then you get into another fist. Uh, it's all all these fist fights, and just, it's been downhill. Since MGS one, Kojima loves a good fist fight on a set piece. The man loves action movies. Yes, he really does. I don't understand why Josh doesn't like the Metal Gear Solid Four one. I don't understand that one at all. You you fight Ocelot, Liquid Ocelot, because it's essentially any of the fight scenes from The Irishman, but without special effects. Oh no 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 no! I I I really (laughs) had a lot. Let me get my breath. (laughs) Time out! Time out! Uh, oh yeah, Phew. moment. Uh, well, this one's weirder because oof. you get into a a fight with Higgs beforehand, where you're kind of like sneaking around and you have to like kind of like take him down and punch him and shit. It's very Metal Geary, very Metal Geary. Mm-hmm. Also, then I hit him in the head with a PlayStation. Apparently, um, it was did like you, Kojima. Did you not notice that? What the packages you can pick up in that area? Uh-huh. Some of them say they are PlayStations. Yeah, in that boss fight, you mean? Yeah. What? So I was bashing him in the head with PlayStations. Oh, yes. Wow. 
I'll man. See, it was all a very uh, hallucinogenic blur. So I'm trying to to get through to that part. But yeah, that's the gist of what you learn. You get the infamous line where so basically she was luring Norman Aridas to follow her all the way across the country under a false pretense that she was really kidnapped because she felt like he was the only person who could really bring this country together to achieve their goal. And but she was actually working with Higgs, which is Amelie in kidnapped by danger. Yeah, which is fucked up, though, because he was still I guess he was pretending to be kidnapped because there's this really awkward scene where he picks her up and pats her ass. Do you remember that? Yeah, he picks Amelie up and pats her her ass. But like and then he throws her in like this big giant like spider web thing. So like, I don't know if it sounds like I'm fuzzy on the details. It's just because it's kind of weird and confusing, to say the least. Um. But there's this this infamous line where she says – she's explaining to Norman Reedus what happened and he said – he realizes he was a pawn. And he's like, what? So I was Mario and you were just Princess Beach? And that was the line that was making rounds. Um, that was the line that made me audibly groan mm. out fucking loud. Oh, was my it a, God. Was it a pleasure groan? No, so I was not probably, at all. I was probably – yeah. We're, it was a lot – out of groans by then. I needed this game to be fucking over. I... Not me. I was I was <laughs> locked in, baby. I was locked in. I didn't want it to end. And um, it only gets worse from here because no, the sequence. No, no that oh, entire no, yeah, yeah, sequence yeah, yeah, yeah. on the stuff. beach. I almost stopped playing the game. I well, that's that. Was I knew worst. I was close to the end, so I'm like, I'm just gonna stick it out. But this is so bad. I don't think it's fair to say the chapters after that chapter are bad. That particular chapter is rough. Terrible. Um, well, how did you feel about the boss fight against the giant? Uh, it was kind of boring and not difficult. Um, yeah, I didn't like that boss fight either. But um, I was playing on a higher difficulty than you probably. So, just it was it was frustrating. But it was more s- paint by numbers for what that combat is, which is not particularly entertaining. Well, it was weird because it was a confined space, but it was a tall enemy. So you didn't have a lot of space to move around, but you had to look really high up to like shoot. And I wasn't a huge fan. Of it. I didn't think it was, I just didn't like it. You at just kind of spend a lot of time in your menus, move, interchanging <clears throat> blood bags and picking up RPGs. Yes. yes. Yeah, very weird to suddenly be shooting missiles. It's. The, that boss fight did not land with me, even though I yeah, enjoyed get ready for, some of the other for blood rocket launchers, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. The- no, they really <laughs> missed an opportunity to have peeing on enemies be the only way to actually take them down. Or just uh, same thing, too. Be like, make all the weapons urine-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. I still think even when it was bad, it was entertaining. That's the only part that I think we disagree the most on. Even when it was bad, I was still like, this is utterly fascinating. But, um, yeah, they run on the beach in slow motion, and it's really awkward. Uh, Norman Reedus' character, Sam and Amelie. That was the part. I didn't know that everyone was crying about the Princess Beach thing until much later on. So when I it's saw that line. such a bad line. When I heard that line, my instant thought was like, huh. Okay. It wasn't like, I wasn't like horrified like the whole I was world more was, like, ugh. I was just like, huh. I don't really like it when video game characters reference video games. I've never, that's not, I'm just not a fan of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's and that's the weird thing about Higgs's character. Like when you, he's more interesting going back now, knowing a lot more about what happens and then what happens early on. But at the time, I was just like, he just spouts a bunch of nonsense, and I and he looks cool, but I don't really, I'm not engaged in his plight necessarily. Um, 
So he didn't really work for me the first time through as much as he's working for me the second time through, which is odd. I know that sounds strange, but I just know more contextually about him. But it is silly right. that he's always like dropping those game over things like game over. And, you know, he, <laughs> he drops all those. Uh... It's, uh, it's so weird. I it's don't very know. Weird, I don't. Yeah. Well, doesn't I mean, it's, sit well again, with me. He swang for some things that did not work. I think that chapter is the most emblematic of things that do not work. I, yeah, and I like the problem to me is I think, moreover, I think Death Stranding doesn't work more often than it does. Well, we have more great chapters to get to, Rich. Um, after that pretty rough chapter, you get to an amazing chapter that I loved where you go to the Vietnam sequence. And this had a very touching conclusion for me, um, which I almost don't want to ruin for Josh. But basically, I think it's sort of that realization where Cliff realizes something about you. Um, but you have when you take Cliff down the last time, there's this sort of poignant moment between... Norman Reedus and him and you you don't know it at the time but you are not the, the father the BB from the flashbacks and you yeah. are you are Cliff's son you so, are Mads Mickelson's son I, I don't know if we brought this up so every time Sam connects to BB you're getting these sort of flashbacks mm-hmm. of Mads Mickelson's character Cliff uh sort of looking at a BB in a tank that is his child in this hospital. And it's addressed by dead men at one point that, you know, when you connect to BB, you're sharing memories. You're seeing its memories, but it's revealed in the end that you weren't seeing the, the BB's memories. They, they were your own memories and you, you were that BB. You were the BB Cliff is looking for. Yeah. It was just a little misdirection, but it makes sense in context that you would see your own memories more than I thought it was interesting like a lot of the lore stuff in this game I find fascinating. I thought it was interesting that you were seeing somebody else's memories and I was curious who it was. So on one hand, I was a little disappointed because I thought it was a little obvious, like, oh, it's you. On the other hand, it does make sense. On the other hand, I was kind of hoping for a more dramatic reveal. Like, on oh, the, shit, that's that person. You on know? the one hand, I was disappointed because it wasn't a very interesting reveal. On the other hand, I was happy because the game was over. <laughs> that was not me. I did not feel that way at all. Um, I, w- I feel like I'm missing one chapter. Oh, you learn a lot about uh, Die Hardman. Basically, he becomes the new director or whatever. Uh, there's Which, also yeah. lot- would have happened at the also- beginning of the game had they just you know decided to not waste everyone's time with the whole pretending the president wasn't dead for absolutely no reason also, thing. But, but yeah. then again, well, then they give sense. you too many spoilers by having to interact yes. with him early on. Yes. Like that's, that's the only reason that the whole, that it has to happen. Yeah. That way you don't actually interact with Die Hardman until way later in the game. Well, they wanted kinda... to pretend they were worried that people would maybe rally behind him the same way they rallied behind her and put her bringing the country together. That was the impression I got. They, were, they so never gave they any reason to suggest that's the case because it seemed like things were going to shit until you got there. Like, yeah. why? It doesn't seem like anybody was really rallying behind her. Well, behind maybe Bridget it was sort Strand, of like, yeah. yeah. If, if she's like, if it's not looking great, but then the, your leader dies, and maybe it's sort of like one of those things where you don't want everything else to unravel. You want people to believe there's still a shred of hope. I don't know. That's what I, I, don't got. Know. I thought. They I were guess, wrong. but then no one ever references her. And like you said, everyone's rallying behind Sam. Yeah, not yeah. It's Bridget. like or, or, had had like yeah. everyone you talked to after that had some amazing thing to say about Bridget before then. I would have been like, okay, all right, at least they're yeah, kind of pushing this fair. a little bit. But after she dies, 
she is literally never mentioned by anyone you're going to to bring into yes. this you know yes. whole whole deal it's like yeah it's just yeah anyway yeah, no agree, one I seems to care she seems so. inconsequential mm-hmm. until that final act yes when is, you yes. learn all that shit about her anomaly mm-hmm. it is it is strange but even that is and, not something that everyone oh. else would have known like a reason to pretend she was president it's like nothing it, yeah, really resolves it, that whole it it gets yeah. really mind fucky though josh because like amelie is like the spirit of her and she basically takes the ha and the ka yeah she takes the terminology the, they use the dead norman aridas who gets killed as a baby he gets shot and she p- takes him to a beach where then she imbues him with the ability to basically be a repatriate that's how that all that happens and um, so this yeah he can stop being a bb and like actually grow like a person I had troubles like with dealing with a baby that had a bullet hole in it. I thought that was tough for me to deal to watch, um, but like kind of weird because I guess so. Mads Mikkelsen character tries to take his BB and escape because he doesn't believe. I guess I the logistics of it. I'm already fuzzy on, but he wants to take his BB and get the fuck out of there. Basically, do you guys remember why? Do you remember why Rich he was trying to well, get the fuck out of there? I I don't even remember. He he's distrustful of this whole BB program, and he just wants. To have his son and be, he he wants to be able his for his son to be a person, mm-hmm. which doesn't appear that's going to happen. Ever. As long as yeah, yeah. it's because it's still experimental at that point. He doesn't seem to trust Amelie, which seems to have he seems to be on the nose there because you find out that she is not. Because she's a fucking liar. Yeah, she's she well, and she's also just the spirit version of Bridget. So yeah. she's like an evil. She's like an evil spirit version of Bridget. So is Bridget a bad person? They were so both the Lindsay Wagner. No, I yeah, know they're no, the no, same. I know that, but I'm saying yeah. Bridget. Her, Bridget her, is just her the cop. physical body. They're yes. the same person. Young Amelie is the young embodiment. She always looks that age, but she is well. This, she she's the age where they were split. She's the spirit. Yeah, yeah. So that and means Bridget. In Bridget real life is the was, physical body. Well, yes, Lin, Lindsay in Wagner in real life person. is is that old, and also a bad person. No, not Lindsay Wagner, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know Lindsay Wagner. Wow. This is what I'm saying uh, is that Bridget, who was in charge of doing all this stuff, even though it seemed like she had good intentions before she died, she was actually not good. If you were to, if her spirit is bad, you would lead you to believe that she was bad, which means their president was a bad person. So maybe that's what he was trying to say. Could you mean, was trying our, to say about us in America a having a bad president? That's what I was getting from. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, like uh, you're not going to get an argument from me there. Yeah, the uh-huh. president's a bad person. Um, and I look, I think some of the stuff that is rough is a little bit culturally i was talking to somebody this other day like a japanese man trying to make a poignant story about a game set in america there is a little bit of a a rough and they're making it about the size of a county (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's just something there i think it's very endearing and i and but there, my, there my commute home was longer than it today was longer than it would take me to walk across the map and Mm -hmm. Well, I think you might feel differently if you tried to platinum that game, Rich, because I can tell you. I I think if I tried to platinum that game, I would just kill myself. Mm. <laughs> well, if you're a Patriot, you could just come back. So there you oh go. Oh, my God. <sighs> that is my hell. Mm. <laughs> I think maybe if you weren't so stressed or worried about the story, you could enjoy it more. Who knows? Um. Anyways, so... Amelie is the real villain. I, all, this, is, this is what I'll say about the story. I agree with a lot of that one chapter and some of the issues that you guys have expressed. I'm not saying I don't. 
But going back through it, reading all the emails, knowing what happens, it's more interesting to me the second time because I have context for the nonsensical things that didn't make sense. For me, I find sure. – now, that doesn't mean it would work that way for everyone. I, but. No, and I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I'm glad that other people are enjoying it. It is just – I I am sure with how much I have played of that game, and I beat that game at this point, that it is not for me. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I would say when it's bad, it's interesting. Obviously, you didn't feel quite the same way. Yeah, no, no. Like, and I, I'm glad that you, and you're clearly not the only one. And I'm glad that people are are liking it and are interested in it. Not for me. Yeah, I give I give really weird games a little bit more of a of a break. But he believe me, he committed a lot of sins I don't like. Like the scene where um, Fragile is supposed to come in there and take away and get rid of Higgs, but they do the thing like that they do in a lot of bad movies where they walk off camera, so you know she's actually not going to kill him or he's going to get away mm-hmm. or something. You know, I I hate it when people do that. He did the thing after that chapter where he was like, "Oh, you walked all the way across the world." Well, guess what? And then We're they make. And then they were like, Fragile, what are you doing? And then the Master Chief appeared, and he was like, giving the Covenant back their bomb. (laughs) And I just stood up and applauded. Yeah, she just made up, they had some sort of silly reason why he couldn't Fragile jump, and you have to walk literally all the way back the entire, across the entire map after you just got to the fucking edge of the world. And I was like, or, or, you know, make the the four-minute drive back. Yeah, it's, it's approximately a four minute drive back across, won't you? I don't think, but see, at that point in the game, there's a twist as far as like de- degrading yeah. your materials, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 100%. Um, it really actually, if you're just straight shooting it, it really doesn't take that long. It, it didn't. It, that, was the, that was the thing. I took a break from the game for a day because that chapter was so what the fucky for me. And then I had to walk all the way back and I was actually kind of upset at the game for a day, but still obsessed with the spectacle of it. But then when I walked back, it wasn't that bad. You know, I got no, a new it song. Really, the, the map isn't that, that big. Yeah, it's, it's really no. not. Um, and it, it was cathartic. It gives you, I think what he was going for is that you have time to think about what it had transpired. In this case, I wasn't enjoying what also, I was thinking about. As far but, as what's <laughs> intact too, a lot of the zip lines and stuff are still intact. Yeah. Some of the, Oh, and are they okay? Boy, okay. like you, I know you, from what we were talking about the other day, like you didn't engage with the zip lines that much, especially in the bigger mountainous region towards the end, yeah, like the snowy yeah. mountain. The zip, I wouldn't have continued to play the game without the zip lines. Like, I really, my travel times, I was shooting all the way up those huge mountain peaks. Oh, dude, I walked via all, those zip snowy line. mountains, I walked them all by foot over and over again. And that point of the game, I was the most frustrated easily. Yeah, no, I oh had goodness. a good zip line system going from the very peak right outside that one bunker, uh, where the one guy lived with his wife, I cannot remember the, the name of the character, uh, right to, like, that sort of ravine where there's a lot of BTs. Yeah, no, no, no. The, uh, uh, oh, uh, Mountain Topman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mountain Topman. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that was his name. <laughs> and then his, his samurai cousin, Mountain Topknot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's a couple more chapters where you kind of dig it. You, <clears throat> you fight a giant whale that's pretty cool. Um, you, you find out BB's a girl, you find out BB is a girl, Lucy. Um, but he keeps Louise. calling her Lou and it's actually Louise, Louise. Lucy. Huh? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. He calls her, he calls her Louise. Um, I actually, God, I was so like, what the fuck when I found out what was going on that I totally like missed the whole that she, her name was, um, Louise thing. I don't know when that happens, but apparently because he's calling the baby Lou for a good portion of the game, and he calls her Louise. At the yeah, very I missed end. the Louise reveal. Is that the last scene in the game? The very last. That's second? when you're that that mission where you're like 
supposed to incinerate the BB mm-hmm. and he, he decides don't. not yeah. to and he calls her Louise. At the very end of that. Yes. Well, that's the last mission, so yeah. Yeah. Um well, and that, that <clears throat> a pretty cool mission to end the game on. Like it it worked and it kind of so that was where they played the really emotional song in the game that I liked. Um but played and you kind of have soundtrack's to Soundtrack's great. Uh, it's a fantastic soundtrack. Great soundtrack, yeah. And you have to go up and you, of course, you know he's not going to burn the BB, but you're sad. You're wondering if he's going to burn the BB. And, of course, he doesn't burn the BB. He uh, normally just puts the BB in the incinerator and at the last second goes, no, grabs it back out and uh, releases the BB from its jar. He actually yells psych mm. out loud. Yeah, psych. Um, yeah, but in the way Norman Reedus would say it, it's more entertaining. Um, and then your baby's free, and I guess you're gonna explore and live the world with your little baby, um, and that's and then happy know, together plays <laughs> happy as... together. That is when you actually find out the twist about you being, um, those memories were you, yeah, and you are Clifford's son, because that's when you get all of the exposition of Clifford trying to escape that facility, shooting those people, getting shot, and then. Uh, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's, it was a whirlwind. It really was. Like I said, the only chapter that I don't think is very good is chapter nine, Higgs, all right? Maybe maybe I'll think differently about it this time as I play the game. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, it's all downhill after chapter three, folks. Unless you have a zip line, um, in which case you can just... There's, no, there's no downhill with the zip lines, which is pretty you awesome. No, you can... You can you can surf on your little boy. If it's downhill for you, Rich, you can just pull out your uh, floating delivery panel and you can surf. I, on I tried surfing on those a number of times, and sometimes yeah. it works. But I just feel like I'm like, God, this should feel better. Yeah, no, they're uh, mm. not great, not mm-hmm. great. I liked them. Yeah. I thought they were fine. No, you just build some zip lines and, just, and actually to... get there. Zip lines are the only way to live. Yeah. If I hear zip lines one more fucking time, I'm going to shoot my own. The only alternative to zip lines is rebuilding roads. Because then you can do the massive deliveries. Like, what? I delivered one earlier today. Not not even the the large one that I was showing you the other day, but like I did one earlier today that was like, what was it? It was like 36 packages they wanted me to deliver. Um, Jesus. I think, I think I should just get into Euro Truck Simulator. Yeah, no, and exactly. That would have been fucking atrocious. But no, I just put it all in a single truck, made one trip, and was done with it. Was that a five star capper that you did in that one trip? Uh, so yeah, that'd, that'd be no, like I got like three, th- like three full stars from doing this, the one mission because it was Jesus. just such a massive right. delivery. This stuff's in great condition. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> great motorcycle. Oh, look, I didn't think it was going to happen, but you guys convinced me. Uh, yeah, I uh, game of the year. Sure, yeah. I was on the fence, but you guys Get really talked me into it. Get yourself a truck, and it'll be there. <laughs> you guys really talked me into it. Come on, Rich, you're a defender trucks, of Persona. You understand weird Do, anime I, things? Persona doesn't need to be defended, because Persona is a goddamn masterpiece. Okay. Hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should have a you should have a pension for weird Japanese nonsense. I mean, I do, on. but this is uh, when the nonsense is fun. Yeah. Wait, I no. If it had turn based, yeah, no. That's RPG why combat. You've that's been all that's about why it. <laughs> maybe Metal Gear Solid Four was the turning point of. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. no, we're Josh we're, we're not Metal having fun anymore. Thing. Okay. But anyway, no the Look, the, the gameplay sure... of. 
oddly enough, the, the gameplay is the, sing, the single thing that does hold it together. Like the gameplay in five yeah, was totally. the same sort of really slow paced, just meditative type of a. There's always something fairly similar to do again, um, sort of a thing, and that this is this is an awful lot of like that. And I do I do think that five is actually probably like one of the weaker Metal Gear stories, but it just it the game the gameplay is it. so good. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. what we have oh, here yeah. again, where yeah. it's just like the gameplay is outstanding and the story is just as bizarre as it's always been. But yeah, yeah and this, well, more bizarre than it's ever been. Me. So like I, the story didn't hold me there. And by the time I was entering chapter four, I really feel like I had seen everything the gameplay had to offer me. Well, Rich, maybe you'll feel differently one day. Hmm. Maybe not. I don't have the answers. Probably I mean, not. I, I do. The but, gameplay had um, kind of really shown its whole hand at that point. Like as soon no, it, no, like it really, once they give you, you the zip, line, zip lines by four, Mm, yes yes but the zip lines also are less of as soon as you meet mama so it's right that's five chapter five is mama yeah no you're you're right chapter five but the whole thing is the zip lines aren't so much a new mechanic as they are a thing that kept me from pulling my hair out later on well you deal with snow and that's okay maybe the traversing of the the package delivering wasn't as um, satisfying or addictive for you. As uh, I don't recommend you be a delivery man if if you didn't feel that way. I actually deliver in real life, so you know. I use I was a delivery driver at one point in my life. I will say that if I could have, I just like the idea that if Norman Reedus could have popped in headphones and I could have just played some of that music when I was wandering around. I like the idea. Oh yeah, of being, that's one of the most asinine choices to me that there's no like MP3 player. There's been an M- exactly exactly. There's been an MP3 player since three. And in then, Metal Gear, yeah. Yeah, and then they took yeah. it out. For the one game where you'd actually want to travel. Yeah. Um, but but the then he couldn't... Three? I'm pretty sure they had it in 3. But like, it would have been... Edition of three. Um, I don't you you really original. want to tell me that fucking Sam does not own an MP3 player in this profession? Mm-hmm. I call bullshit. Yeah, yeah, me too. But, but maybe the time fall would have destroyed it too quickly. <laughs> no, no, it would, it would have been this. I mean... It, Kojima would have wanted to play his Low Roar song for you, and it would have been weird because you'd be rocking out to and fucking sudden, Bring Me the Horizon, and then it's just like... Yeah, no, it definitely... <laughs> it would be very different having those you know big musical cues come in... It would have ruined ...replacing it, yeah. something else instead of just out of the silence that you'd been walking yeah. through for a while. So yeah, yeah, no, like as far as like pacing-wise, it, it kind of needed to be there, but it's odd that it's... I don't know. I don't know. It seems it I, seems like they could just yes. disable it if you're on a story mis- mission. Yeah, that was going to be my thing. Like as long as you're doing like a side delivery, you should be able to. Yeah, like as soon as you pick up a story mission, or maybe just podcast. You know, maybe they make up fake in world podcasts. Yeah, like yeah. Well, we need to be able to contact you, Sam. Get that out. You know, turn off your yeah. music in case we need to call you or something like that. Like, um, it is a good real life podcast game because while I'm playing it, you can mm-hmm. throw on. Music and like, look, we're all like different stuff. I the gameplay for me, I I love it. I don't like it. I absolutely love it. Love it now more than I ever loved it. Um, other than some of those boss fights that are a little rough, and uh, yeah, the boss fights are not. Some of those great. mule camps are a little frustrating too. The mule, mm, the mule camps get really repetitive until they introduce guns. At which Once point you have the they bola don't gun, just run at you. I feel like you. they're a goddamn the, joke. Yeah, the bola gun. No, but that's the thing though, because yeah. the big camps have so many people in them that, like, I I would bola like thirty guys, and then while I'm 
hiding in the camp getting stuff, they're all like waking up again. And I'm like, even in the largest camp, you I never really them, had that problem. And you walk yeah, up and, and hit square, and, and they are permanently knocked knocked out. out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, permanently? What Wait. The fuck? Oh yeah. God, how did you not figure that out? They've got. I did not figure they've that They've got out, no. a gear icon over their me. head showing that they're tied I, up. I mostly and avoided they've got the like a little star icon over their head. It shows that they're knocked out. Yeah, because like when you were saying, oh, it got to be too much. I'm like, I don't really like. It. I, I had trouble like that never became a thing for me. Yeah, the oh. hardest part about well, mule I, camps was making sure you don't accidentally run someone over after you clear one out, because then you'd have to go take what, care of a dead body. Yeah, the dead body. Yeah. What bummed yeah. me out the most was in the beginning of the game. I enjoyed the really small camps where I would sneak around and get up behind them with my strand. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, the stealth in this game is great. But then like it was hard to sneak into those bigger camps. I just yeah. thought there was too many people. Yeah, I snuck into know? the first camp, and then everyone after that, I'm like, oh. The parry is, just an, infinite, is yeah. just an instant kill, so we'll we'll just do that. What's an instant yeah. kill? What were you saying? Just parrying. You just pull oh. that strand out, and like I said, it's it gets it's repetitive because knockout. Yeah, yeah, because they all just there's walk just up into many. you and slowly melee you, even on hard. Yeah. Well, and, and there's not a huge incentive yeah. to go into the camps unless it's, you. It's your farming. That's how you rebuild farming. all the roads. Yeah. Um, oh, that's where you get all your essentially no where you get the massive get... materials. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, from like those that... things that come out of the ground, those little like the uh, post boxes. Yeah, mm-hmm. post boxes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, well, that, uh, remember that that other thing I sent of me going to rebuild like seven roads. Oh, with all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that was essentially one one trip mule, to a mule, mule camp. camp Just one mule yeah. camp was enough materials to rebuild seven roads. So like it's, I think just the fact that you wanted to build seven roads, uh, it's pretty impressive. Well, it's because it's then every other delivery is just instantly done. So much easier. Yeah, yeah. you just you instantly do it. Uh, I get it, Josh. Don't have to yell at me. Mm-hmm. Fine, game of the year. You talked me into it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we can get out of here. That's a tight hour, um, of nonsense. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think we did a really good job of If you turn this on at the start of any cutscene, you will have gotten about it's, a third of the way through the cutscene. Yeah. By no, the time the, uh, um, the episode ends. This podcast, recording this podcast was more fun than Death Stranding. <laughs> I don't support that message, but I'm happy that you were here, Rich, and uh, Josh as well. And thank you for our $10 supporters who are getting these extra podcasts we hope you enjoyed it. God, can you imagine if I uh, there was a world where I would have recorded this and had to wake up to drive to work in like <laughs> four hours? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I can't imagine that world. One day, I'm glad I'm glad I no longer live in it. Hey, it makes you feel better. My wife's gonna yell at me for going way over time. So <laughs> it's all it's all pain in different forms. Fantastic. Uh, thanks for checking out the show. Goodbye. Night.